0: Take heed, brethren, so beware, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. An evil heart of unbelief. And I ran across that phrase, an evil heart of unbelief, and I was thinking, well, what makes unbelief so evil? What makes unbelief so evil? You know, this world, when you confront the world and you present the gospel and you are commanding uh, those in front of you to believe the gospel. And they shrug it off and say, I just don't believe that. And the world doesn't put a whole lot of sin weight if I can put it that way, in unbelief. Like, I just don't believe that. They they minimize this idea of, well, why do I need to believe that in order to be saved? And it can seem like a, a silly thing almost to the world. Just believe this and I'll be saved. So what makes unbelief so evil? Well, just some thoughts here. What is happening in our minds and in reality when we don't believe? So if I were to say to somebody, the sky is blue, and then somebody were to say to me, I don't believe you. I don't believe that the sky is blue. What is going on there? What is that person saying about me? Well, he is calling me a what? He is calling me a liar. So at the very root of it, when we don't believe what somebody is saying, when we don't believe what God is saying, the charge is we are calling God a liar. We would never say that. We would never put it in those words, but that is essentially what is happening. We are charging God with something that only Satan does. Satan is the father of lies. He's the one who lies. And we are attributing to God, who is truth, that which should be attributed to Satan. That is a capital crime. If you think of it in in those categories... That's a horrific thing. And that makes unbelief so evil. So let's not minimize, oh, you can believe that or not believe that. If you don't believe what God says, you are essentially calling him a liar, which is a horrific thing. That makes unbelief very wicked. But what else is it doing When we don't believe We are making ourselves The arbiter of truth Right? So going back to my little illustration of The sky is blue Somebody comes back and says No, it's not blue, it's green That person is not only calling me A liar, essentially But he is setting himself up As the judge of what is true he is setting himself up as the arbiter of truth. And that is why unbelief is so evil. It is because we are making ourselves the judge over God and what He says. We will judge whether God's word is true or not. We will choose to believe it or not. That's why unbelief is so wicked and so evil. So when this verse in Hebrews 3, verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren. Be careful, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Let those words sink in. An unbelieving heart is evil. And the third observation, which is a natural outflow of these thoughts, not only are we calling God a liar, not only are we setting ourselves up as an arbiter of truth, the judge of truth, but that is essentially then breaking the first command, right? We are putting ourselves Above God, and first command, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So, when people choose to not believe the gospel, it's very, very serious. It's very serious. When you have a command or a statement by the Lord Jesus in John fourteen six, where he says, I am the way. I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And somebody turns around and says, I don't believe that. I believe that there is another way. You are putting yourself above God. You're making yourself God. Or, when people perhaps don't feel like they're worthy enough to come to christ they don't feel like god will receive them and so they refuse to come on that basis you're flying in the face of that verse in john six thirty-seven: him that cometh unto me i will in no wise cast out there's god's truth and they're saying no i I don't think God will receive me. But here's the truth: you're putting yourself above God's truth, and that's a that's an evil heart of unbelief. But not only in the area of salvation is it evil, but also in the area of of those who are God's people, and we take, which is more fitting in our context, the promises of God, which we heard about yesterday there are promises in the bible um, and these are just two that i noted here and one that we often refer to jeremiah 33 3 call unto me and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not it would be a very evil and wicked thing for us to, in the face of a command or a promise like this, in the face of that, to be able to, to say, no, I don't believe that applies to me. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. Or, another one that I thought of, Jeremiah 29, 11-13, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end when we're going through a particularly difficult trial and we think the Lord does not love us or he's doing evil to us. God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. That's a promise. God is telling us a truth here. And we can choose to believe it or not take heed lest there be in any of us an evil heart of unbelief.